Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Look, it is great to take acting classes. It is great to study independently, but to take your acting to the next level, I really believe in a personal acting coach. Let's talk about it. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy, I'm going with muted black jacket today. I hope it doesn't offend you. Pissed. Livid, furious, not doing the show, storming out. There I go. Watch me run. Uh, Oh, it doesn't look good, Rox. All you Mm. listeners, you know the blue jacket versus black jacket controversy. I'm always going to lean into the sweater, but we can't here in Los Angeles. It's just way too hot. It is 99 degrees in the valley right now. Yeah, and and 98 in this studio as we speak. Yeah, it's pretty hot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm. So today we are going to talk about acting coaching or getting an acting coach to help you hone your acting skills and take it to a different level. It's Like I said, it's great to have classes. It, that's really a great environment. It has many pluses as well as, you know, watching your own movies and things like that. But to have someone who is experienced look at you and really hone and tighten your acting chops is a really good thing. And besides Miss Phenomenal, who is always here every week, Roxy Stryer. That's true. That's a fact. I am here every week, Sean. Is it a compliment? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff Graham, Mr. Fantabulous in the booth. Always Fantabulous, always booth and hard. (laughs) Sean, I'm excited for this show, and I will never use that expression again. (laughs) I felt it might have been a good T-shirt, but then I scrubbed it. I scrubbed it immediately after I kind of booth. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means, but let's not go there. Okay. Uh, I have two of my coaching students with me, Mr. Russell Hopkins. Hello. And uh, wow, he's so excited to be here. He's so excited to be I, here. I the love. heat has gotten to him. Yeah, the heat has wow. gotten to him. He's if I was done. coaching him, I would say, say it again with some enthusiasm, Russell. Hello. Uh, <laughs> there we go. He didn't just book the gig. He didn't book the gig. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't book the room. And uh, a former student, Ross Lee, is with me today, right? <laughs> Hello, I'm Ross. Hello. Hi, everybody. Former, you piss him off, or what happened? Uh, yeah, there was an incident. We don't want to go into it oh. here today. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. He got so successful, he didn't need me anymore. <gasps> that, that, that's not true either. Well, that's you know, not true either. Well, it's, it's a better story for my show. Let uh, have <laughs> so this gonna, one. Yeah, let me have this one, okay? Uh, all right. So, before... That we get into the coaching, why we like it, why we think it's a good idea. We're going to go over, as always, Sean's Week. One, two, three. Sean's Week! What? Did Jeff join that too? He did. Is that why it sounded so good for the it first time? It was pretty time? like full this time. I've been having FOMO for weeks, guys. Wow. I was like, I'm gonna join this week. But that also, was so bold. Too. It was very bold and also lack of applause. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, a little set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. 
There we go. Okay. We, we actually have a, a live studio audience. That's today, true. Right? <laughs> no. well, whatever. But, it know, is I what don't it think is. it deserves a full applause. But I can say that I, rec- I, I commend, not recommend, I commend the bold comedic, you know, choice that you made in today's podcast. And we're going to be talking about specific choices today. Mm. So it kind of fits in. Uh, Mr. Fontabulous, and I'm very, I'm very proud of you today. You're welcome. All right, so my week. I just got back from Franklin, Pennsylvania, this uh, Friday, six in the morning. I jumped on a plane, flew out to Pittsburgh, drove two hours to Franklin, PA. This is a really great community theater, Broadway style, like a beautiful theater. They got the rights to Disney musicals. They've done um, Beauty and the Beast. And they've done um, Little Mermaid. They've done a bunch of big, big Broadway shows. Even the producers, everything. An amazing community theater. And so I met them through my girlfriend. That's where she lived. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And they brought me out to come and do an improv workshop. I did a beginning improv workshop in the morning, an advanced one, because I did it again last year. I had those people back to do an advanced slash intermediate. And then we put on a show Saturday night in the theater with them with this really fun improv show. How'd they do? It, It was so much fun. People just had a blast. I mean, the thing is, for me, and I think you know this, that I feel this way for improv shows and i just did a sketch show my i just want people to go i had fun not like oh well that fourth improv when that guy they never say that they just go i had a blast it was was fun and that's all you really need and it's just a great exercise to get people out of their head the fun thing Mm -hmm. is is because they've been all very involved in the community theater i'm not starting from scratch you know pulling people that are accountants that have never done anything so it's easier but you know, I've really learned a lot about improv with uh, my partners Gabe and Lincoln, who you've met through the uh, improv program at Playhouse West, and so it's really helped me take people from the beginning. And you know, we had a blast. It was really, it was a really great, great time. Any curveballs? Uh, no, not not when you're doing the first kind of improv show. You don't want to really throw them a curveball that early. You know. As they get a little more advanced, then you can start to play with your, you know, then then it's really fun. Then you can kind of mess around with your improv partner. I heard Mike Nichols say that, him and Elaine May, and she said, oh, it's just like this Albanian national song that we used to sing as children. And he goes, oh, really? I'd love to hear it. You know what I mean? And then he just <laughs> makes her, you know, makes her sing it, like, on the spot. <laughs> so, good. like, that's the kind of fun. But they're they're too new for that. Maybe in the future because they want me back. That's all I, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to do this all over the country. So people who are listening, if you would like me to come to your town, I can do scene study. I can do auditioning. I can do monologues. Improv. I can do improv beginning and advanced and we can put on a show. So, and for businesses as well. Yeah, for businesses that. as well. I do cool. uh, for business, uh, for um, 
uh, what's it called? Corporate improv. So I do that as well. Uh, but then I got back on what's Monday. It, what is that word? Corporate. Cor- corporate. Hmm. What I say? Well, you said it. It's just funny. Like corporate. The, the creatives are like, what is that word? Yeah. What is corporate? Cor- cor- I don't know what that corporate means. Corporate improv. Right? Uh, then I got back and Roxy and I met during my play Psyche on Vine, and we had uh, my, the creator Doug Van Beber and myself had a really great meeting, and Kathleen Randazzi, who directed, had an amazing meeting uh, with John Legend's company, and they are interested in moving forward. I can't really tell you what we're doing, but we're having a really cool version of our play, Psyche and Vine. And Did you reach be, out to them? Did they reach out to they you? They came to the play and loved it. Came wow. to the play and loved it. Friend of, friend of Doug's, but he just freaked out and said, I really want to do something with this. And Maybe. so, that's really good. And then this morning, I had a... Very interesting meeting about my movie Crust with some independent producer friends of mine, Tale Trost and Jason Trost. And they gave me a very interesting curveball that I'm not ready to talk about yet, probably next week, of a way to do it. A um, creative that's curveball? Interesting. Yeah, a creative curveball or even producerally, a new, a different way to look at it and think about how to do it. Mm. And uh, But it's looking good. It's looking really, really good. So two of my projects that have been around the last couple of years are getting some juice. So that's nice. Mm, I have a Very guess nice. what it is. What's that? No, you don't. I do have a guess. I know, but I don't want you to, like, even... <laughs> no, I have a guess. No, you don't. No, you, you do don't. not have one. Don't and, and say that, I have did, no guesses. Did, did I tell you I teach improv? improv yeah. yeah. No, and. <laughs> no, and. No, but. No, but. You do not. Wait, I, well, okay, now I'm so intrigued. I'm what is... Uh, no. No. Oh, here we go. <laughs> See, now, yeah. Now, yeah, that's what was that how Albanian song that you used yeah, to sing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and sing that. So, anyway, that's I'll have fun news and I'll I will hear your theory off the air. I think I mean, you can tell me. I'll tell them. I'm not telling you. Okay, tell them. Right now? Yeah, right now. I I'm wondering if instead of live action, they think he should do an animated movie. Great yes. guess, but no. Oh. No. That's not mm. what they were thinking, but that was a good guess. Uh, okay, creative. it was right. It was very creative. I promise you, it's not. It is correct. <laughs> My guess is right. I know these things. This is literally how we operate. We cannot. We never. Mm. We never figure out this stuff. Best high five we had yet. Best high five. Yes. All right, wrong. let's get into coaching. Let's get into coaching, guys. So. Coaching changed my acting life, and here's why. I got recommended from a friend of mine, Kevin West, very funny comedic actor. Um, been in the where I met in the early '90s. I had done Groundlings, I had done Playhouse West, and I was just finding a way to try to merge the two. For people who don't know, Groundlings is comedic sketch, improv, and and improv. Playhouse West is very um, dramatic and rooted mainly in a dramatic technique. So I had these two swaths of skills, and what my coach did was really, really help me hone them, figure out what I personally needed, and took me to the next level. If it wasn't for him, and I'm going to talk about in my um, stories from the set, but it'll be stories from kind of auditioning, is he helped me get people under the stairs for sure. My first two theatrical jobs, I would not have gotten them if it wasn't for my coach, hands down. So it's an individualized way for someone and again, we'll talk about this with experience to look at the scenes you're doing and look what you're doing specifically and really help you one-on-one. So that's kind of what coaching is. And it changed my life. 
it was great. And the whole goal of coaching, if you have a good coach, is you help your student learn how to break down a script, how to work with their quirks, how to find the truth and meaning in everything they're doing so they can do it themselves. And my coach basically worked with me for five years and went in one day and I was saying, he's like, how about do this way? And I said, no, I think I'd like to do this. He's like, well, let's tweak it this way. And I go, hey, I want to show you what I did. And he on and on for the whole audition. And then he said, you're done. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you got it. You figured it out. You figured out your way to do it. So I was done with him. But he put me on the path for sure, which was also great was he had studied with Stella Adler and Uta Hagen in New York. Mm-hmm. So I have all these different ways to do things. So it wasn't like how to do my do it Meisner way or do it this way or do it, you know, um, Stella Adler's way. Do it. He, he was finding the way that worked for me. And the other thing he taught me really was when to put on the Groundlings hat for a comedy audition and when to put on the Playhouse you know, hat for a dramatic audition and really how to use those. Do you think that it's ever too early to get a coach, Sean? Because you had said you had all that training beforehand. Do you think if you had got if you had moved to Los Angeles and the first thing you did was get a coach, that would have been too soon? I a good coach. Now I do this. I take people who've never done anything and I help them. But somewhere in it, where we start to move on, I will say get a class. You know, mm-hmm. so you can start with a good coach who will start you individually, but then I think any good coach would say, but go out and get into a classroom setting, as we've talked to just about the groups and the networking and the people you Contacts, meet. That's yeah. yeah, that's the hugest thing. So depending on the coach, you know, then I would say, yeah. So the benefits of a coach, like I just kind of mentioned, helping break down a scene with an experienced set of eyes. That's really important, the experienced part. Someone who's done it for a long, long time. Uh, so, and, and by the way, I'm also coaching someone else. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Roxy and I have been coaching for the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple months, and it's been phenomenal. She gave me an amazing performance yesterday after a lot of hard work. He but pulled out an amazing performance. It was an amazing, was amazing performance. But for you guys, Russell Ross, Roxy, talk about how that helping break down and see a scene helps you. Russell? Uh, specificity. Uh, confidence. Um, he, Sean really helped me like be able to go into a room and really take control of the room by teaching me like he has, I mean, I won't say them on air, but he's got like certain catchphrases and certain key things to say that literally yeah. gets a casting director's attention like as soon as you go in. But I'm talking specifically about just the script at this point. We're going to talk about all that stuff, okay. but about the script itself, how have I helped you see a script differently, I guess, is my question. Um, making it super specific like getting super specific on the choices and things like that like when you get a co-star role for like four lines like right being able to truly like st- i mean not stand out but like make it so it's like on specific like super specific like that's the yeah. only thing i can say is super specific yeah how would it help you ross when i worked with you breaking down scripts just because i think whenever you're given sides there's always clues in every side for like why they gave it to you. There's a reason. If they're right. giving you three different scenes, they're going to see three different parts of the same character. Right. And Sean, you help me kind of be like, okay, well, this is the introduction of the character, so this is how this is. This is going to be different from the second scene because this is where the where there's a turn, and this is where it's in the final element. And we did a lot of co-stars, a lot of yeah. guest stars. 
And if you don't have a coach that's showing you this or has the experience to, you're just going to go in there like everyone else. It's kind of like Russian roulette. But if you've got like a specific set of eyes that say this is all the points that you've got to hit to at least get a callback, these yeah. are the ones that are going to be put to the side. Right, right, right. right. And, I, and like I just you – you can read a scene as, as someone who's never done it and been like, oh, I kind of get what's going on here. Yeah, but when yeah. you've got a coach that says, okay, well, this is – because so many of these things, you've seen them before. Right. You've seen them before, so you know what the person's looking for, and you are able to help me say, oh, okay, this is this is the scene where the where there's the big reveal. Right. So this is where you you kind of kind of have your turn, and then you go into the specifics of the actual scene of right. line by line, and you break right. it down completely, and it's right. not just line 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 line. I mean, I see it as kind of understanding the whole idea. Like if we were doing um, Swan Lake as a ballet, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know the overall general thing, and then you have to break down the different mm-hmm. scenes, and then you have to do each step of mm-hmm. the dance, mm-hmm. and then we put it all back together again. How has it helped you with the breakdown I, of the... I think it's a couple of different things for me. First of all, I think Sean and I are right now trying to figure out exactly what it is I need in order to really be in the scene because I'm right. super mm. duper um, neurotic and analytical and right. mm-hmm. I get pulled out of things very easily. There's a, a joke that Sean and I make all the time because we did an episode <laughs> Uh, about about like uh, a relaxation the, a relaxation technique, technique. and yeah. he was talking about how mm-hmm. imagine there is st- uh, steam coming out of your head and, and then filling up a balloon. Uh, Remember the balloon. Actually gray smoke. Gray smoke. Gray smoke. Exactly. Yes, gray smoke. And all I kept thinking was, but where is the hole? He didn't tell me that there was a hole in my head. <laughs> so how is this gray smoke coming out into yeah. the balloon? And then I get really sidetracked with things like that. So we always talk about that gray smoke balloon. Um, and so figuring out the best way to really because once I'm in it I'm in it but getting in it for and me is really hard. And how about breaking down a script? And I think breaking it down also like I, I a lot of times you hear forget about the parentheticals or but really oh, making yeah. sure you focus on like you were talking about those clues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really looking into the hints like one of the times that we met mm-hmm. uh, I forget exactly what the word was but we couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting it oh, right, right. I wasn't getting the sarcasm it. And then, yeah. yeah that's what it was mm-hmm. sarcastic and that's what we were missing and it yeah. was right there on the page right uh, and we had left the page thinking mm, about yeah, it and yeah. we have to go back to it so yeah. that's been really helpful for and, me as well and what Roxy touched on was her analytical brain the way she sees things the way she processes things is a, for all intents and purposes, a quirk, a yes. quirk of mm. yours that, so now what I'm doing and what I do for each student, and again, a good coach should do, mm. is help you be specific about what your quirks are. Mm. Mine were when there was a conflict scene, I would whine. Hey, mm. get out of the, my house. Hang it. And he would go, you're too nice a person that haven't hasn't lived enough life and doesn't like conflict. So instead of really owning it, you're whining. Mm-hmm. So you can be nice about it and whining. So that was my quirk. I also used to go really fast. I used to swallow my words, and mm-hmm. I used to put my hands in my pocket or you know do some hide my hands. And he helped me with all those quirks. By the way, my coach was Mark Spiegel, and I'm in the process. He me and uh, Tia Carrera um, and Casper Van Dien, we were all in his I've interviewed both of class. them. Yeah, and he was, and it was in his little apartment in West Hollywood. What did having a coach help for you in terms of breaking down the script? For me, I think, again, his experience is of seeing things that I just didn't have the maturity 
or the experience of seeing in a script. I think, oh, I got it, I got it. And he's like, yeah, but you're not thinking about this part. He's doing this because she said that, not because... Um, you know, it's just he's mad for no reason. He's mad for a very specific mm. reason. You know, and he would just show me the same way, and and we would put we would always put the subtext next to everything. Mm. What I, what am I really saying? I'm saying you know what I don't need you here. I don't, and it's really the subtext was please don't leave. Me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So that I mean he really helped me break that down, and so specific quirks. So that's. That's the main one you and I are working on. And, and then for me, how to. Right. And mm. for, yeah, furring your brow. But you know what? You literally only did that one time and yeah. you've never done it again. So. Uh, well, but, I kicked it. But it's also. Right. Because I, I think I put it in your head. Uh, how about your guys' quirks? Talk about your guys' quirks that you think I've worked with you on. Smiling. The smiling? The smiling. Yeah. You, it's, uh, stop smiling. Stop smiling. Do it again. Stop smiling. Uh, right. I swallow my words. Absolutely. What is the smile? Like you're uncomfortable, so you smile through it kind of thing? No, I'm just, it's just how I respond to things naturally as Russell, but that might not be what the character calls for. Yeah. Like that, you know, he's got a, a charming wink in his eye. And But in all fairness, you went out for a lot of those roles yeah. for a while, and now they're actually bringing him in for a wider range of roles that don't require that. And it was kind of a go-to that worked for a lot of the stuff you were going out to. So now we're kind of really working on, you know, making sure that it, when he does smile, it's deliberate and appropriate for what's happening. How about you, Rust? And what was your quirks? Do you remember anything that we worked on with you? Uh, I think for me it was um, swallowing words, yes. facial expressions. Same with, same with the brow. And, and stuff that's going to be really specific to, like, when you're on camera, you're, like, you're not going to notice it until you actually see it. Right. So for someone like Sean to kind of point out, be like, oh, did you know you're doing this every time this word comes up or there's this kind of reaction like you like it might feel natural to you but when you see it on camera repeated like yeah 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 it's good to have someone be able to say yeah you, did you know you're doing this i love yeah. the face you just made because that's how i forcing yourself to look at yourself and watch back and and sean i'm glad that you do like watch this back see this yeah. and you yeah. can see Oh, okay, that's a weird thing that I did. Yeah. It's one thing for somebody to tell you you're doing something, and then when you watch it, you're like, that looks really weird. Yeah, 100%. Right. It has to make sense, too. Like, I was working on a script with him a couple weeks ago, and I this I was trying to, like, put a button on this thing with my face, and I did, like, this eyebrow thing, and he was like, what are you trying to say, though? And I right. was just like, I, he's like, are you want this? Do you want this? I was like, I don't, I don't really know. And he's like, it looks like that, so I'm just make a choice. Right, yeah. right. And so, yeah, it's it's the eyes that help you and, again, work. Because, listen, an acting class is great. And they will touch on those things. But they just don't have the time mm. to really hammer you on your quirks. You know, they, they want to get the overall technique and all the students getting the overall technique, which is their job. They just don't have the time. But that's why a coach is really good. The other thing and benefit of a coach is it just helps you with audition prep. Again, a mm. good coach should help you deal with audition prep how to walk in there uh and that's kind of what russell's point was that we worked on specifically like literally how to walk in the room Mm -hmm. how to be and so russell has now asked me at the end of every time we work and he's going to an audition we literally do a mock audition Mm -hmm. like he's out in the hallway i come pull him in Mm -hmm. we do how he's going to be in the room and you know just to get him in the zone so when he walks in 
He's got that whole vibe. Is that helpful? It erases every like nerve, every like any insecurity, anything. Like I go in and it's like I've already done this, so I know that I can do it. Yeah, and it's not just the rehearsal. Talk about this, guys. Rehearsing with a roommate or a friend versus a coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really different. Also, because the first of all, a coach feels comfortable telling you when you're not doing something correct or right. or how they feel, and a roommate they don't know what they're looking for necessarily. Your friends don't want to hurt your feelings, and so they'll just say, "Great." That happened to me all the time. And then um, prior to Sean, I was coaching with somebody for a, a while years ago when I was in school. And then I would go do it for him and be like, well, that was so bizarre. That, like, that was very strange. And I would right. have just come from somebody who said that I was great. Right. You know, uh, and it's a very different eye. So yeah, incredibly different. Yeah. And how about you guys with friends or roommates or girlfriends? You know. We used to, I mean, he used to help me with auditions yeah. back in the oh, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, it always just helps to have, like, an experience set of eyes to, like like you said, like, know what you're looking for. Right. Because you're, lo- you're looking for lots and lots of little details. When you're doing when you're doing self-tapes or when you're doing these things and you're, and you're putting the recorder on you, you don't realize that, like, as soon as the, the camera's on, it's getting you. Mm-hmm. And if you start your audition, a lot of people take it a little, a little while to, like, get warmed up. Yeah. The first 30 seconds of the audition, that's all they're looking at. Right. You've already messed it up and you didn't even know because you were get into your get into your thing but a coach will say this is where the scene starts right go you're on yeah and that's the difference because when they're looking through these tapes they see the first five seconds yeah and if you're off it and they, they just don't have time yeah logistically yeah, yeah. yeah. So your audition has to be awesome from start to finish yeah and the benefit about working with sean too is like i mean we'll do we'll do a mock audition where he actually gives me a great read he'll give me a mock audition where he gives me the worst read absolute like yeah. monotone like mm-hmm. it's it, yeah he prepares you for like anything that they throw at you and well then also we also do you know when they say any you know i've talked about this on my show when i after a scene you go anything else and sometimes i will and sometimes i won't mm-hmm. you know because that's how it'll be in the room and he's had both he's had somewhere they don't say anything and they've mm-hmm. had some where they go yeah, yeah and they give him adjustments but because we've played with it and mm-hmm. he knows the root of it he's comfortable he's not locked into exactly mm-hmm. what i've said you know that that's the only way to do it we're just getting in the room and and getting a flavor of it so i think that's also a good thing because you help me realize how much work needs to go into the preparation mm-hmm. between like I'll, I'll do one or two reads by myself and i'll be like oh this is where it's at but after working with you, there's there's just a gulf of difference because you've broken it down. You look for specifics. And right. It's just, it's just a world of difference between like what the guy who gets the callback and the guy that doesn't. Yeah. It's a world of difference. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all just like little little points. So, right. There was also um, logistical things. I feel like that you helped with, like when when you walk in. Asking if you could stand and then sit, mm-hmm. right. asking mm-hmm. like what it is you can ask for, and prepping for both. If they make you do the scene standing for some reason, mm-hmm. but right. you've prepped it sitting, making sure that you're ready for that because mm-hmm. it sounds like it wouldn't make a difference, but it makes a very oh, large yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. Or asking if you can step into frame if it's a scene where you're walking up to something. They might say no, asking if you can turn into it instead. Right. Like what you're allowed to ask for and right. how and practicing those things in case they say yes or no so you're not thrown when you walk right. in there. Right. Yeah, and Which I, a non-coach would have no idea. Right. To, 
prep you for. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that that's the other thing. Uh, as a reference, guys, there's an episode called um, Prepping for an Audition, the Waiting Room, and How to Audition. We cover everything these guys are talking about in those episodes, so definitely check those out. Um, so this all sounds really great, but how do we find a coach? How do we find one hmm. wherever we are? Now, the number one way is through, you know, I've told you guys to get into acting class, but if you haven't, is referrals. To get a referral from somebody personally that has had, it, it's, listen, it's just like people get a doctor or a therapist. You know, the best ones are referrals, people who have had good experiences. So it really started with you, Ross, mm-hmm. right? There yeah. was a young woman. I don't even remember how she came to me, though, I- Melanie. I, I, I'm not sure. I, th- I think she just um, she mentioned you to me uh, okay. back in like 2013. I worked with her on a short film. Okay. I worked with her on a short film. I think it was 2013, but down in like USC. And she says, "Oh, I've got a coach that I'm seeing." And I was getting a lot of co-star auditions, but not a lot of kind of callbacks. And so I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll try you out." And then um, we started going over to your place and just working on them for an hour. Yep. And um, then I just saw like what I was doing. Right. And then what you were what you were showing me, and like that that was the difference that I was talking about. I was like, oh, my auditions were good, but you were like making them. There were just lots and lots of little points, like uh, the the moment before having specific specificity and breaking yeah. it down. It just like a lot of little things made a big difference. Yeah. And so yeah. then after I got that referral, I, you know, I, I was with you for a few years. Yeah. And I was working with Ross at the Mondrian. Um, and, I was, and he needed some help with some auditions. I was like, oh, I got this great guy. Yeah. And as long as it's someone that you trust and that someone's like doing the same kind of thing, you're going to go, oh, okay, you know, I like what you're doing. Right, right. Like, who are you seeing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Roxy and I met at a coffee shop, as we've told, the so legend. You hang the around legend. a lot of coffee shops. You hang I guess around would be a lot of coffee <laughs> But I think also something that uh, you just sparked that I was thinking about is that how great it is when you're consistently seeing somebody, because then when you do have an audition, mm-hmm. It's not the first time you're meeting with somebody and they don't know how to coach you because, Sean, like what we're learning is right. I'm different than a lot of your other students. Right. And I'm sure that they are different than each other. Right. And you have to coach them differently. The same mm. thing if you were a soccer coach, basketball coach, whatever it is. So if you consistently see the same person, they're going to learn how to pull what mm-hmm. out, of, out of you. And that's what's really great about it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's cool, too, because like he said, you know, I was going after a lot of these like CW bad boy roles. And then for some reason, I started going out for all these geeky, neurotic, comedic characters. And yeah. I, that's not my forte, but like he has stretched me so much with that. And like I've been able to really show me more chops that I didn't think I had as an actor. Well, that's the other thing is he had a natural sense of humor that he didn't know he had. And that's the thing. Your instincts were all right. You, they were just, you just didn't know that they were right. And that's the thing is that you, we all have senses of humor. We do. And if someone goes, oh, I'm not funny, you're, you have a sense of humor. There's things that you look at in a way that is unique to you. And my job is to find those hmm. and find out how you operate and exploit those for your purposes, you know, to really help you. Now, so obviously referrals. And then the other way is on the web or Yelp or... Um, so what do you do, Sean? You literally type in... You could type in acting coaches, and I would put your area 
Even, yeah. But you can do Skype, too. You can do Skype, too. So what I am on, I am on a thing called Thumbtack. There's things called Lessons.com, other ones where you can put in Acting Coach. And I will be on there, and you will see I have a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and I'm one of the top pros, they say, because I respond quickly. I mm-hmm. you know acknowledge people quickly and, and discuss with them what you know, their goals, and um, and then I'll work with people from very beginning. I'm kind of moving away from that a little bit and working with people that have had just a little bit of experience, mm-hmm. and then, because um, I have a lot of beginning students, so I'm happy with them. I just want to add more intermediate students that I can work with scenes on and break down specific mm-hmm. coaching, but uh, you can go on those, and you can find acting coaches, so you can find uh, people in your price range, someone near you, someone not near you. You can look it up on the web, and then, of course, if it's going to be Yelp, or if it's going to be uh, these thumbtack things, look at the comments, mm. and see what the comments are. And we all know these things with Yelp and stuff. Does this seem like a person who's just a negative complainer or is it something that really actually speaks to you or when they praise it is it just kind of weird you know so for an odd for odd reasons so or it just seems super generic so just make sure you do read the comments as well and then obviously reach out to them if it fits everything and that's kind of the real ways you should do it but 90 percent of these are referrals I would say that's the best, best way to do it. And and then again, uh, what's great about the Internet is you're getting kind of a referral when you read reviews. Right. So it's kind of a... Is it more beneficial to see somebody in person than it is to do it over video if I mean, you have that option? If you don't have that option and you can't find someone that is at the level that you think you need. Now, you could go locally to your community theater guy that's, uh, or woman uh, that has never really done outside of the community theater thing, or if you said, listen, I'm really serious about this, and you have someone that has a lot of experience, a nice IMDb page with a lot of credits, then then you, it's better to probably go on Skype because they're going to have more experience than your local person mm-hmm. with all the aspects that you need for that. Um, so what do we look for? What are the criteria that you should consider when choosing? First of all, money. Where's your budget? Do not get a coach. Like I tell my students, I will do at least every two weeks at the very least i'm not going to do do, what every two weeks i will do i will coach you every two weeks if we're starting a lesson plan but it may it's like saying i'm going to go to the gym once every three months why aren't i in shape i need some sort of consistency Mm -hmm. some sort of consistency where i see you on a regular basis or else i can't really figure out what i need to help you get better and then you know you see me once every six weeks once every and then you say why aren't i getting better well i can and again it's the gym analysis you wouldn't Go to the gym that way. You can't get in shape that way. So um, so with that in mind, make sure you have the funds to be able to work with somebody for, I would say, at the very least, a few months. A few months once a week is ideal. Once every two weeks is slow. Things are going to move slower, and you just have to know that. What is a price range, Sean, that you should be looking at? Like, what would be on the lower end of that? The lower end, like, I've seen some on that thumbtack that say, like, $55 an hour. Um, I'm $75 an hour, but I also have a lot more credits and a lot more experience than a lot of those people. And there's some people in town that are, you know, $150 for a half an hour. 
And if like the, nuts to if me. The price is higher. Should you take that as oh, that's a better coach or how? No, can you... look at the referrals. Look at the mm. refer. Like you know, that would I would never pay someone way more uh, more than a hundred dollars an hour without some serious personal referrals. Mm-hmm. That and 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 evidence that your coaching has helped people. Mm. Bruce Fine. Or not Bruce Fine. Howard Fine. Bruce Fine's a comedian friend of mine. Hey, Bruce. Uh, Howard Fine is a very famous acting coach that, that helped uh, the Michael, who's in the, in the Green Mile, that won. Oh, uh, um, Michael t- t- uh, Clark. T- Clark Duncan. Mark, yeah, Michael Clark. Helped him get together. the Academy Award. Um, he helped uh, in Boys Don't Cry. Um Karate Kid too. Boys Don't Cry. Oh, uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. You know, so all of us teamwork. He, you know, has worked with some very amazing people, and so yeah, and he's helped people get Academy Awards. You know what I mean? For Hillary Swank, Karate Kid too. That's a yeah. Then I pulled that out. Yeah. Okay. Or no, it wasn't two. I'm sorry. It was the third one. Third one. Fourth one. Fourth one. The fourth one. Okay. But also, you know, she's got a lot of credits. Amazing credits. But I just—that's all I could grab. I had to grab grab that from. But so that's someone who, yeah, they charge a lot of money. Sure, but they have literally proven results. So uh, I would be careful unless it's that. Um, Check. I believe in this, and some coaches don't have this, and they've been doing theater for a long time. So that's something you have to consider. But I like to check the IMDb. Are they working? Mm-hmm. Are they currently working? Mm-hmm. Are they still auditioning? When did they stop working? If they stopped working five, ten years ago, that's not that. I would say five to ten is maybe the most. But if you're looking at somebody who hasn't worked in like, you know, thirty years, the industry just changed too much. Right. That you, I don't think that's useful. I think someone who actually has real credits is useful. Does somebody's age matter, Sean? No, okay. I don't think so. I don't. I really don't think so. I mean, if you're I would say at least someone who's 30 because it takes several years to know who you know who you are and your training and mm. things like that but I wouldn't go like a 23 year old um, unless you're a child uh, looking for a child actor coach and they've been a child mm. actor that's what I would say um, so I believe you know or involved in entertainment some casting directors do some coaching and workshops or some producers or directors I know friends of mine that's an independent producer and he would go do um, some acting classes and coaching so just involved in entertainment in some way currently, I think, is uh, the main thing. Convenience, obviously. Skype is convenient. But convenience for you. But even if you had Skype and you said, if someone said to me, I can only work between 8 and 10 on weeknights, I wouldn't take them. Because that's not convenient for me. It's got to be convenient right. for both of you. You have to see if it's convenient. Um, and, you know, luckily you guys all lived in the area. Mm. And it was easy to see you guys. I mean, what's the... We're, how long? I'm I mean, the other side of the hill, but I come anyway. But you're on this side of town Sometimes, a lot. Sometimes, yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, and you guys like are like... 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, listen, I wouldn't drive two hours to a coach mm. unless they're amazing. I had you someone... Yeah, I would just Skype. I've had people who do that. So make sure it's convenient for you. And then the other thing is, guys, like I said, the therapist or the doctor, you have to see if it's a good fit. So what you get this great recommendation, and you go to this therapist or doctor, and you don't get a good vibe, 
then don't stay and keep what, looking. What is something that wouldn't give you a good vibe, though? Do you mean creepy, or do you mean no? Doesn't just work organically, for you? that you when the things they're saying don't seem useful to you, something that speaks to you, where you go, "Wow, that's a really good point." Does if, that sometimes take multiple times, though? I think we all have guts, and you're either comfortable and uh, sparked, and um, uh, what's the word where you're inspired, mm. or you're not. You know, and I think that is where you will know. In the first session, I really think an hour with somebody, you will have a good gut when you leave. And if you don't have a good gut, you can, and you're in between, then yes, I would say go back and give it maybe another one or or one more. But you should, at the absolute worst, know after two. And they should really excite you and think that, you know, things are moving forward. And if you don't, then, or in between, like you said, I would keep looking and maybe see someone else at the same time. I think, you know, I think an important thing to, to note for, for any student is, uh, is attitude. Like, they've got to have a good attitude for it. Yeah. Like, that's their responsibility. The coach or the student? No, the student. I mean, you've got to be able to go in with an open mind. Because I, I see a lot of students, they, they, they say no to this, they say no to that. But it's, it's also because they're not looking to learn anything new. And that makes it very difficult for any kind of acting coach. You're not going to find anyone you like if you're not checking your own attitude. Yeah. Like, now, when I first worked with Sean, the first time I ever met him, we did scene. And then when it was done, I was like kind of beating myself up because I didn't see these things. And he just said, look, it takes 10 years to be a good actor and 20 yeah. years to be a great actor. Yeah. It's just experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know uh, you were asking me about red flags. I would say a red flag of anyone who says to you, that was awesome. That was awesome. I can't wait to work for you again. You're great. This is real. That's not why you're going to a coach. Someone to just feed your ego. Yeah. Uh, that would be a red flag for me. Um, someone who is demeaning. Someone who uh, phrases thing in a way that puts you down or makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things are not great things. So those are red flags that I would say. Um, I am going to say this. I And this might be controversial, but don't worry if it's not in an office. Now, I want you to speak to this because you're a female, Mm -hmm. but most coaches work out of their home or private office or something like that. I had an outdoor office at my home, Mm -hmm. but now I work in my apartment. But I make sure that obviously everyone feels comfortable. And if you are a female and you go in there and you don't feel comfortable, leave. Yeah. Absolutely. So to be perfectly honest, I would not go to some... So I started coaching in Sean's home because I know Sean very well. And so I had... when. When that was the direction, go here, I'm, I didn't think twice about it. Right. But personally, unless I knew somebody who had gone to that home, I would not put myself in that position so, because it's just simply too risky. Exactly. Mm. That's my asterisk. I would not go to someone's home that you found on Yelp. Yelp, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would go to only someone's home that was a personal referral of somebody that's been with you for a while. It was better in my old house because I had an outdoor office that was a separate place. Um, and now I don't have that. But, you know, your main thing is, you know, I have a, do- uh, a girl I coach who is 16 and her mom sits in my living room. Right. And that's fine too. And if you are a woman and you are a little worried about that, bring a friend Mm. and say, can they just sit in here with me? I had a girl come to me with a big dude friend and I, you know, our office was too small, but I had an outdoor pool area and he sat on a, he sat on a lawn chair out there. Right. So, and if someone says to you, 
hey, I don't feel comfortable. Can I bring a friend? And some person says, no, 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 that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that for sure. Um, but what I'm saying is my coach, he lived in a little ratty apartment. Sean, <laughs> what if they asked to come to you? Um, that's okay, too, as long, again, as, as if you have someone there with you, okay. if you have either a parental figure or a friend in the room with you, or at least in the apartment. I, a lot of coaches don't come to you, though. It's very rare. And I what find is that very the rare. amount of time that usually, is it an hour, that one it's session? It's usually per hour session. Like, when I first start with people, I go, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Because it's the first time, and we're talking a lot at the beginning. And I don't really care. But it's usually charged per hour, is what mm-hmm. it is. And half an hour, if you know, oh, I got a five-page audition I've already done a ton of work and just need some tweaks. You know? What if you don't have any material to give your coach? So so you either your coach will either say to you, listen, I want you to Google, you know, young comedy young men comedy scenes or young woman comedy scenes or something to find something, or they will say, Hey, I have some stuff. Most coaches should have some material. And I always give people the option, is there something you want to find and bring to me that you want to work on? Or is there something that you want me to find, you know, that I can get for you? you sh- they should have that option. They should have some material for themselves. Russell and I are looking for, a, you know, a, a drug-related scene, like a drug addict scene right now. And I'm, you know, I, I have to reach out to some of my acting friends. We Google some stuff. We haven't really found some stuff yet. And we're, we're, we're both looking at it together as a team. So you should have an option either way. Um, and the other thing I would say, can they tape you and do self-tapes as well? That's a plus. Not necessary for most coaches, but I'd say that's going to put, if you're choosing and you're mm. getting referrals, get someone who does have good taping material so they can coach you and tape you so at the same time. So you're saying if you have an audition that you're putting on tape yourself, that right. a coach might actually be able to do mm. that for yeah, you. Yeah, I can have the self-tape stuff right there ready to go. So uh, that's really, really important as well. Um, we only have a few more minutes left, but is there anything you wanted to ask the guys that you are interested in about their experience I'm, with me? I'm or? curious if there's a particular coaching session for either of you guys that stood out to you about Sean, one that you felt like going in that was not quite clear to you or one that you feel like really helped get you back in the room and what it was that he did. Um I think the eps, um, the Stitches one that I did, it was a TV show that was on Freeform. I think I auditioned for it in 2014. And I originally went out for one of the uh, the lead characters. And Sean and I worked on that uh, on that pilot episode for, for one or two sessions, actually. Yeah. And uh, while I didn't get the role, they called me back a few weeks later to give me one of the co-star roles. And I ended up doing that for a few years. But that was like a, a scene that Sean and I broke down very specifically. And there was a lot there that... Um, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just the the lines that we were doing. It was also the kind of stage direction and how to kind of set up the audition. And um, it was after that audition that actually on the first day on set, um, Jeff Shank, the producer, actually said, "Hey Ross, I really liked your audition, man. Like, good job." And like that's well, like, I never heard that story. Yeah, that's well, awesome. Well, well, there you go. But no, no, but that's true because like like when you do that's these great. auditions, you you want you you, you never get feedback. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. So you many, so you rarely. Not, you only get the call when you're the guy. Yeah, and when you don't, you you don't hear anything. You could be on a value. You, you just don't know. So yeah. to finally put in an audition and have someone say, "Oh yeah, good job," 
because I wouldn't do these things if I didn't think they were good. But that's just my <laughs> that's just my opinion. But to have like another set of eyes and say, I like what you're doing. I think Carson Gray is going to th- think the same thing. The producer is going to think. You know, that's reassuring because in, in an industry where you don't get a lot of kind of feedback, that's invaluable. That's yeah. what you're paying for. Like an extra set of eyes for that. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Russell? A couple weeks ago when we were doing the, the data-esque yeah, yeah, role, yeah. I literally walked in and I said, I have no idea how to do this. And he was like, oh, dude, it's going to be easy. We're going to be in and out in like 30 minutes. And we were in and out in 30 minutes. And then I went to the SAC building and then I did it. And like that was the first time in a long time where a casting director like let me play. And it wasn't a lot of lines and it wasn't it, there wasn't a lot in the script, but he helped me find so much like within these six lines that the casting director was like, okay, I want you to try it like this now. I want you to try it like this. And that's always a good thing. Anytime casting asks you to do yeah. it over or over or give They're you another shot, enough. they want to see it again, which means they like what you're doing. They just want to tweak you, try to direct you, see if you can take direction, things like that. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, for, I'm going to answer yours. Yesterday was the best we did. Yeah, because we good. broke a lot of we broke through a lot of our figuring out We're each figuring other, out and rocks. then like just, mm-hmm. and then just your performance was outstanding. So Thank you, Sean. I would say that. Um, uh, and I want to let the people know at home, by the way, though, if you guys have questions about coaching or whatever that Sean can help, don't forget uh, iTunes, YouTube, leave a comment, yes. write to us. We are so curious what you guys have to say, and especially something like this, coaching might be a new concept for you guys, and we're reading them on uh, Apple Podcasts and YouTube all the time. So if you have questions or comments, make sure you yeah. let us know. And then quickly, the uh, my my. I know we have to wrap up here, but my quick story from auditioning was the two first jobs I got was a comedic show that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the series, and I was with Cloris Leachman, and it was a snotty teenager, and I went into my coach, and I was like, oh, he's a snotty teen, and he made me say, no, 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 but why are you snotty? Why are you angry at her? This is, you know, maybe this is your money that you have to save for college. Maybe, you know, you were the youngest of, you always felt insecure. Picked you on. know, Yeah, picked on, and so now you have power, and you're going to be a jerk. He made me find the depth of that, and then people under the stairs where I had no lines, and I was like, oh, just run around, scream, and cackle, and he said, no, this is a real person that has needs and wants and he helped me really define it and mm. that was my second my first job was that tv show and which was a comedy two weeks later i booked my first movie people under the stairs and that was all because of my coach who found the depth to it because we look at comedy That's scenes so cool. and go oh i know how to say this funny or i know how to say this where they were going to be moved but a good coach can find the depth of it mm. so thank you guys for being here where can we find you roxy everywhere at roxy Stryer. mr fantabulous uh, sorry guys you can find me on twitter at jeffrey c graham yes and russell on instagram at russell b hopkins and uh, ross at instagram on ross kurt lee that's one e yes and uh as always thank you for letting me be part of your journey our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs>